Welcome back to West Coast Mix and Bounds. I'm your co-host, Leslie Torres, joined by... Shambana Marks. West Coast Mix and Bounds is brought to you by the new rebranded LAFB Network, the destination for Los Angeles football. We will get all the details for you on the new LAFB Network soon enough. But right now, we're just going to jump into it. We talk NBA. Today we're going to talk about the Lakers, Kyle Kuzma's return. We're going to go a little bit into detail about Anthony Davis. We're also going to touch on the Clippers. Paul George making his debut against the Pelicans, or so we think. And then we're also going to talk Warriors, what's going on with their season. And we're going to finish off with the Suns, who are surprisingly doing very well. But let's start with the Lakers. Kyle Kuzma has returned from injury, and it did not go as expected. <laughs> right, Brana? Yeah, yeah. So definitely uh, not his strongest start, but I mean, he is coming back from an injury. So he came back against the, the Mavs. Um, he had nine points, three, three rebounds. He was all four from the three-point line. Uh, which is, you know, a little rough. Um, mm-hmm. But I think he consecutively started doing better with each game. So in the next game, he played against the Raptors, um, and he had 15 points and five rebounds in 24 minutes. So that's more of like a Kuzma feel. And mm-hmm. then against the Suns, he really, really showed, like, hey, guys, I'm fully back. I'm fully healthy. I think they're still restricting his minutes a little bit. He's still only playing about 20-ish minutes per game. So it probably says, you know, not only to the fan base, but to the team, like, you know, we're trying to ease him back in. Because he is a very important player, as we saw uh, in in that Suns game. You know, what was your opinion? And it it took him a while to come back, like I said, but what is your opinion, you know, going forward, seeing how he's progressed over the three games? Well, definitely agree. Did not go as expected to start out the season he did have a few bad games and then you mentioned the Raptors with the Mavericks a lot during the summer he said that he was practicing his practicing his shot so when the baskets were not going in it was like were you really practicing (laughs) but like finally though it found it sounded like he found his legs on last night's game against the Suns he shot 56 percent from the field That's his best percentage thus far of the season. He shot 50% from three-point range, which, again, best percentage so far. And I think the most important part is that he made two clutch three-pointers at the end of the game to, like, seal their win, which which they kind of needed back then when they were playing the Raptors. He went, um, I think, like, 0 for 2 in the last couple shots he took for the you know to stay in the game against the Raptors and he didn't do that and so I feel he kind of redeemed himself against the Suns and so he also made his free throws which the Lakers struggled to do last night against the Sun so overall I think he had a 
way better game. I think the game that Laker fans were expecting from the beginning. But like you said, he was coming back from injury. He has to get into the rhythm of things and see what's happening and what's going on. And I guess tonight against the Warriors, Anthony Davis will not be playing. So Kyle Kuzma will be starting in his place. And I think that just solidifies what you said, that he is an important player for the Lakers. And he has to play as such. There is kind of like no room for mistake at this point. But there is there is a little bit of room just because they're having a good season and a good start. But if he can get healthier and quicker, better and faster, then I think that helps the Lakers. Also, his defense, I feel like eh, could use a little bit of tweaking, could be a little bit better. Especially when he they played the Raptors. Oh my god, like I feel like everybody was shooting over him. Which should not be the case. Especially the Lakers have been so solid defensively that they all kind of just right. fell apart at that moment. And they kind of fell a little bit against the Suns too. But I agree with you. He's he's an important player for the season to come. And he needs to get in motion, find rhythm, and play as such. Yeah. And, and like I said, you know, coming off an injury, he was out for a while. And he's kind of, uh, you know, it's only week three into the NBA season, mm-hmm. you know, they have a gajillion games left. <laughs> um, but uh, and, and sitting at 8-2 and two right now is their best 10-game start since 2010, you know. So that's almost a uh, uh that it's taken them this long to really hit the ground running. Mm-hmm. So the fact that Kuzma was able to come back still early uh, gives a lot of hope, I think, for them. To know that they could fall back on him, like you said, Davis is out tonight against the Warriors. Um, but he's been doing, I mean, an amazing job. Oh, <laughs> I so think, well. and I re- I wrote this down in my notes. I I believe that they just at him, that they should sit him, and I'm glad to sit him tonight against the Warriors because he needs that time. He he jammed his shirt. He's been playing with it. It's been sore, but it's just kind of like, all right, this is like one of your star players. You really can't push him that hard, especially at the beginning of the season. You guys are already doing very, very well, and Kuzma's back, and uh, Rondo's back too. Rondo made his return, mm-hmm. uh, so they have him in the in the lineup now. So I think they have a. They're starting to get very healthy. Yeah, and that makes it very hopeful that if they stay healthy and they remain on this kind of streak of of winning of this strong strong chemistry they're number one in the power rankings right now they started out about five or so really weren't considered to be as good as their counterparts like you know the clippers mm-hmm. uh but they they're proving themselves the Davis James chemistry. Uh, I read one stat: James has assisted LeBron has assisted um, Anthony on tw- twenty six times. So they are really connecting yeah. on the floor. Yeah, I mean Anthony Davis has been playing so well, so well. Like it's crazy that everybody was so upset <laughs> back in February when the trade rumors were happening of how much the Lakers were willing to give up for Anthony Davis. And I feel like his performance, like you said, we're only like three weeks in, kind of just tells you, yeah, they should have thrown away more stuff for Anthony Davis because he is 
feasting it right now. Um, the Lakers are getting healthier. Rondo will not play tonight, though. So I feel like it's kind of for him, it's um, taking his time. There's no rush. Definitely. As you mentioned, they have other point guards to kind of fall their back on. We have Alex Caruso. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know if you've been keeping up with Twitter, but apparently he's our savior. He's a Lakers savior right now. <laughs> He is the meme king right now on I Twitter. I don't know about savior for all the Lakers, but they are definitely hyping that man up. But oh I mean, he's he's the one of the most energetic, like highlight creators on the team. Besides, you know, obviously the big big stars. But for him to come off the bench with so much energy and always create some kind of scenario that just gets everybody pumped up, whether it's a dunk, whether he's creating a poster, or he's assisting LeBron. <laughs> LeBron is assisting him. You know, he brings that extra little quirky spark, you know, to the Lakers. Yeah, and it, I feel like it's very unexpected because nobody really would have seen this from him or they would expect, like, you know, that spark from, you know, what we've seen, some, like, Dwight Howard dunks, some McGee dunks, like, yes, like, bring this energy. But from Caruso, it's like, and he dunks, man. Like, he's had some serious ones in the past few games, and you're just like, oh, my God, how high can he get? And I feel like the Lakers Twitter or NBA Twitter, they're hyping him up. They, you know, they got him in memes next to Kobe and Magic and, like, so I, I just love it. I live for it. It's funny. So, but it, it kind of like let Rondo take his time and rest and see how much um, he can push it to. And Rondo played really well against the Suns as well. And you can see he was on time restriction, how much the Lakers needed him when he wasn't allowed or not able to be back into the game. So Rondo will not be playing tonight either. So that's kind of going to be interesting to see how they can hold off without Anthony Davis and Rondo. And this is a back-to-back for the Lakers. So they're kind of, I feel like you mentioned the Clippers, they might be taking a little um, notes from them since Kawhi has been (laughs) not present in the last couple of back-to-backs. Is he Mm -hmm. playing tonight? Do you know if he's playing tonight, Kawhi Leonard? He is. I'm actually have the game on my television right okay. now. Yeah. <laughs> he he is playing. He looks tired. I'm not. I'm looking at him. He just looks like he's lost some color in his face. He just looks exhausted. Oh my so god! Don't who say knows that. What's, <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't know what's going on with him. He's taking too much time off. You know. I'm I'm only saying that like, because our next topic is Clippers, right? And so Paul George will be making his debut tomorrow against the Pelicans. But that means it's a Clippers back-to-back game. So if Kawhi's playing today, we are probably not going to see him play tomorrow. And we will not get to see that glimpse of the Paul George and Kawhi Leonard duo that we've been waiting for. Right, right. I hope he does because, man, honestly, you were talking about uh, in our last episode how you're really shocked about him taking all this time off in the beginning. And now that he's like out back-to-back games and he's out televised games oh i'm sick of it too i'm like all right come on dude like is there really something wrong with you or is it really all in your head Mm -hmm. i mean there was a (laughs) there was a part where i guess like they try to make it clear that once he got injured he was like never gonna be the same again so but like does that is that an excuse then for every single player that's been injured 
that they have to like take like now they're I don't know I don't I don't understand it like now they're allowed to get like load management amount of time or amount, um, same amount of time to rest I just I don't see it because I've seen other players come back from injury including Paul George and like have a full season play as many games as possible and then you have a player like why exactly. who is not doing it or maybe he's taking more precaution for the future but it kind of hurts the fans and it hurts people that like basketball and, and their team because we can't see him play mm -hmm. we can't see the duels we like want to see or expect to see and then i'm not paying for a ticket i don't know you're in texas i don't think you're gonna you're gonna pay for a ticket anytime soon but like players or fans that do play then they don't get to see their favorite players or what have you so i feel like yeah. you know we're back to the load management thing and i understand he's hurt and he might be taking precautionary issues but i would say like wait till like you're in game 70 game 60 not game like 10 12 i don't know yeah i'm not a player yeah. so i don't i really shouldn't be talking <laughs> i mean yeah but you know I, I feel like you know everybody's allowed definitely to their opinion and if you want to give any example you know i could give the example of anthony davis i mean the man mm -hmm. is averaging almost 30 points a game and he still put aside that you know his shoulder was hurt he jammed it i mean the man has huge shoulders so Ooh. if i was anthony davis probably sat out immediately like next game all right i'm gonna take this immediate game to sit out but instead he decided to play through it see how it felt and then he decided and then they decided to sit him but it's just like with Kawhi, it's like every other game kind of thing and it's just kind of like all right like either you're hurt or you're not and they have the whole controversy of you know the head coach doc rivers coming mm -hmm. out and telling media oh he's fine he's perfectly healthy <laughs> Yeah. Like, so what really is it? So and not only are you hurting the fact that fans want to see you, but you're hurting, you know, their trust. And what's basketball without fans, you know? Exactly. <laughs> like, come on. Exactly. I'm with you so on that it's one. Just, <laughs> it's just kind of like if you don't have that connection with your fan base, it, it's, I mean, it's going to get toxic. It's going to feel weird. And, and granted, if he's hurt, okay, cool. I get it. But if he's not hurt, then man up. You know what you signed. You know what you signed up for. You know, the NBA season is like 150 games long. Like just suck it up <laughs> and do what you need to do. Like if anything, restrict your minutes. Don't sit out the whole game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's true. That's so a good compromise. It, 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 I like that one. Yeah. It is It is frustrating, though, especially seeing that against the Raptors. So let's just take this for example. Against the Raptors, after he sat out two games, he was 2 of 11, uh, and he had nine turnovers. He only had 12 points, 11 rebounds. So it was one of his worst performances. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like you sat out these two games to come back and do this. <laughs> Trash. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> like, what was the what was the point what really was the point mm -hmm. now in this game that i'm watching right now against houston like i said earlier he looks tired he looks he, he just doesn't look like super into it i don't i don't know how many points he has right now but it's just like you knowing how athletic and how much physicality you have to 
basically train your body. You know, mm-hmm. basketball is all about conditioning. So if you're not doing it consistently, you're going to lose that. You're going to lose that vibe on the court. So it's kind of like what, like I said, what is it really for? Is it really like a mental thing or is it like just something that you want to do or is it really your need? And it's just like you as a player have to also understand the balance of playing and not playing. (laughs) Exactly. And then like to what you were saying, if I'm just going to add, like the connections on the court is important. So you're just like, you're missing, you're missing up a connection with your fan base, with your team, because you don't want to play or you feel like you're too hurt to play or you, you're taking precautionary effort, whatever it may be. But for example, if he doesn't play tomorrow, that means he's not going to play with Paul George. That means that chemistry that they're trying to get together and try to have it ready for the playoffs because we all assume they're going to make the playoffs. Is it going to be there in time? Or what's going to happen when Paul George is out there and then Kawhi is not there half the time? How are they going to build this supposed chemistry and have like this great duo and compete in the playoffs when they're, you know, they don't really play together or Mm because Paul George is already coming into this a few weeks late. They haven't been playing. I guess they practice together and they scrimmage, which I don't know if it's the same thing. But I don't know. I just feel like you're right. And there's other players besides them that they need to kind of vibe off of and bring the connection. And you can tell Lou Williams and Montrezl Harrell, they have a great connection. They have the chemistry. They have the vibe. And you can see it when they're both on the floor and both playing. And I'm going to be comparing that connection to any, any, every other player. Because obviously they know each other. They've been playing with the, with one another for a long time. But if you keep on sitting out games, you kind of stop yourself from making that connection. And so, I, I don't know. In the long run, is it worth it? I guess if your knee's not that fucked up. Sorry. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it's... It's beyond me. And I know we're supposed to be talking about Paul George. And we'll get back to him. But... I still do not like the load management. I feel like you should wait a little bit into the season when you're actually, like, tired or, like, can't keep up. But, I mean, I guess he's not that tired. He has 26 points right now, Kawhi Leonard against the Rockets. Say, yeah. <laughs> he has 26 points and, and 12 rebounds. But, the, like I said, that's coming off the uh, – after playing with – against the Raptors and being 2 of 11 and having 9 turnovers. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so it's just like now not only are you messing up like the whole consistency thing but like how you he's he's expected to be explosive every night. Exactly. Of course. He's the star player on the team. So And that like should I be said, even more expected when you've been resting. <laughs> You're right. Exactly. That's exactly my point. <laughs> if you're rested, Done. we don't expect you to have off games because you already sat out a whole game. <laughs> point made, Barna. Point made. <laughs> point made. F period. Exactly. You but don't yeah. even need to add any more to that. It's like if no one understands that from there on, I don't know. I don't know what else to do. <laughs> So I, I'm excited to see Paul George return. You know, he's going to be uh, yeah. hopefully 100%. They may or may not limit his uh, his minutes. He was averaging 28 points in OKC, and uh, he came off a really, really, really good season. He was a finalist for the MVP award mm-hmm. and a finalist for the Defensive Player Award. He, had, uh, he was averaging 
2.21 as uh steals per game so and that was the highest in the league so it's he's a great player he's an amazing player obviously it's gonna be great to see him on the floor now whether he'll be with Kawhi or not who knows but <laughs> maybe they're trying to do a whole switcheroo thing like we're gonna play this star one game and we're gonna play this star one game who knows I have no idea <laughs> but uh I at this point it's just kind of like we're just gonna have to wait and see because the Clippers seem super unexpected <laughs> yeah like either they're playing like checker i mean chess and we're playing checkers but i don't know we're gonna find out what they do and uh same i'm excited to see paul george been a while since i've seen him play you're right he had a great season i'm like excited he's not a person who is like shy from his rehab process so he's been injured before i don't know if you remember like this nasty like um fracture when he was with team usa so he's done it before mm-hmm. he's came back he can do it again i think he's gonna be playing at an elite level and i feel like he's ready for it he's been like practicing and like i can you, you can feel when somebody's anxious to play and i feel like he's anxious to play and so like you said maybe they're hopefully they're not restricting his minutes Hopefully we get to see that duo or maybe there might just be like, no, you get to see one and one at a time and we'll tell you when we can see both at the same time on the floor. (laughs) Hopefully it doesn't happen that way. But yeah, I mean, Clippers are, have their own path and have their own mind. They're losing to the Rockets right now by four points. (laughs) Yeah. It's a pretty tough game. too. it was a pretty intense game. They've, uh, they've had a, like a few ties, a few lead changes, and I've only been watching since like the third quarter. So, oh, I think, I think really what it is, what this period says about the Clippers is that you know they're not perfect, and mm-hmm. not saying that anybody said that they were perfect in the beginning, but you definitely get that feeling like everybody was expecting to, them to go like super undefeated, be Correct. super team that you know you just can't. You, you can't beat, but they have their flaws and their holes, and they are not untouchable. Mm-hmm. Definitely not untouchable. Not to say they won't grow into a team that can become untouchable, but right now, it's, it's not as stable as I, at least as I thought it would be. Yes, there's some trouble in paradise, unfortunately. <laughs> exactly. Talk about trouble in paradise. We have a 2-9 and nine Warriors team yeah. right now. <laughs> why are we laughing we're so mean we're laughing (laughs) (laughs) they're yeah it's not good yeah they cannot catch a a mess right now i mean just coming off of the idea that draymond uh returned after being hurt and then got ejected (laughs) yeah it was just like oh this is the we're gonna get this season because last season he was all about the you know uh peace and serenity and i want to be strong for my team and i don't want to create any drama and he came right back in it was like an old draymond from two years ago (laughs) yeah you know fighting with the refs and and being controversial and yelling and it's like, oh, like your team actually really needs you to be a leader right now because all of your stars are hurt. Steph Curry broke his yeah. hand. Clay Thompson is out with the ACL ACL injury. It's it's chaos. It's pure chaos. And it's really, honestly, it's 
sad and disappointing to see how the Warriors went from the top, 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 top of the NBA. You know, they were king of the NBA to really becoming like how they were 10 years ago, which were, I mean, a bunch of nobodies. And that's what you have right now. Mm-hmm. A, bunch, a bunch of nobodies. <laughs> yeah, it's such it's such a disappointment. And I feel like it's because they were so high. So when you're up so high, there's so much you can fall. And they're falling. <laughs> Curry broke mm-hmm. his hand, uh, his left hand against the Suns on October 30th. So and then Clay Thompson was already injured. And then, like you mentioned, Green was out for an injury for a f- couple, a few games. And then he came back against the Jazz two days ago. Did not even have that great of a game. He was... Um, Negative 14 in that game. Only had four points and seven rebounds. It was not a good start. And it's not looking like it's going to get better anytime soon. Especially like you said. When you have players like Draymond Green. Who are supposed to kind of keep up the team. Or keep up the momentum while the other players are out. And he's just like. Nah I'm going to be crazy and get ejected. And fight with everybody else. And and. And with, along with that, not even score, not even play that well. So, I mean, uh-huh. in my opinion, I think it's really early to call it, but I'm going to call it anyways because <laughs> I think, like, it's done. They should just focus on getting healthy and getting their main players healthy for next season, and let's see where it goes from there. But it's just, like, they have, like you said, they're a 2-9 record. They're 15 in the Western Conference right now. And then they have upcoming games like the Lakers, the Jazz, Thunder, Heat, Celtic. who are all kind of like tough to play against, especially without your star players. So, I mean, I just don't see it like happening or th- for them turning around all of a sudden having a great season. They have a lot of young players who you mentioned have to kind of make a name for themselves or in order to keep the Warriors momentum and that's a lot asking for young players because I as a Lakers fan as well just because I wanted to see you know the Lakers and Warriors go at it like you know they're top contenders against the Lakers finally being a great squad and then we don't get it it's just not gonna happen it's looking like yeah they're not not even really competitors right now and like you said, maybe they should just, you know, focus on next season. Just keep growing <laughs> the players that they have. I, I mean, I saw one ESPN headline that that said, the warrior knowns that are getting big, big minutes. Yeah. <laughs> just like, exactly. wow, this is how far we've come. <laughs> the unknowns of the warriors. And it's, it's true. Besides those, the stars that really are all hurt, all they have is a bunch of young players mm-hmm. and uh, a handful of older veterans that are not, you know, any kind of superstar ranking. They just have experience. Mm-hmm. And uh, at this point, it's like you said, it's just kind of like a preparation for next season and hoping, you know, that if um, Curry Curry's expected to be out for three months, but who knows what the record is going to be like when that happens. And Clay, I doubt he'll be back before the season is over. Maybe he'll come mm-hmm. back before playoffs, but I don't believe that they're going to really have a chance in playoffs. I think it's the same idea. If they do, if they're young and somehow turn it around and maybe make 
round one of the playoffs, so that would be surprising. Mm-hmm. But they they haven't even had uh, a draft, lo- like a lottery pick in <laughs> I don't even know how many years because they haven't needed one. Yeah. <laughs> so well, that's something that they're going to have to look on too. Look forward so to it. So it, it's really a complete, complete flip for that team. And I think it's a lesson learned to around the league. They, they push their players to the limit, to the brinks. You should not ever mm-hmm. have your literally your whole starting lineup injured. Even Kevin Durant left and he's injured. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like they have to take better care of their players if they're going to expect them to go, you know, all these unde- undefeated seasons that they had. That, that takes a toll. That takes a toll on people. And if you're not, you know, inquiring about load management, then you're going to have these injuries like this, a broken hand, a broken, uh, a sprained finger. And it's the little things, but they add up. Mm-hmm. I feel like I, I agree with you. There's the line between, t- like, early too much load management and, like, not enough where your players get injured. There's, like, a middle and that middle needs to be found in some teams and the warriors need to find needed to find that middle cuz now they're all injured and i mean it's it's injuries and then you also had like you know a lot of players left there you don't have Iguodala anymore Sean Livingston retired so it's just like just packs it on and packs it on and yeah. it's it's kind of hard to kind of get back out of that rut i mean th- the phoenix suns They've known a lot about that rut, how to get out of um, losing. That's going to be my my great transition into the Phoenix Suns, who I feel like they kind of switch like a Freaky Friday. They switch bodies, but like with their teams, because <laughs> now the Suns are actually good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they really came out of nowhere because I believe they were one of the, if not the worst team in last season. <laughs> And now all of a sudden they are six and four, mm-hmm. which is their best starting record since 2013, I believe. And they have some pretty big wins against pretty big teams, which mm-hmm. makes it even more like, whoa, like who are these guys? They're really serious. And even their losses, some of them were only uh, taken by one point against the Jazz, against the Nuggets. They were last-minute, you know, clutch shots that the other team made, but they have wins against the Clippers, mm-hmm. the Warriors. Yeah, I mean, that would blow out, but the Grizzlies, the Nets, and they handed the 76ers their first loss. They were undefeated. They were the last undefeated team, and they went out and they beat them, and I believe that's the game that, yeah, Devin Booker had 40 points and I mean it's Devin Booker's breakout year I think we could all Mm -hmm. agree (laughs) he's averaging 25 points 5.8 assists I mean his stats are ridiculous 54% field goal 51% three-point 93% uh free throw he is he is hitting all the marks that he needs to hit to be a dominant player and not only that but a dominant leader because you can tell he is definitely providing that inspiration to the rest of his teammates oh yeah and let me tell you I think Devin Booker is having such a good season a great start because the Suns have an actual point guard 
he doesn't have to be playing the point guard role anymore. He can focus on himself and just shooting the ball and letting loose because in free agency, the Suns got Ricky Rubio. So now Rubio's the one setting up the plays. He's setting up the court, the field. So it's like you're gonna, Booker's going to get more easy shots and better looks thanks to the Suns actually having a point guard. And right now, as well as Booker is doing, Rubio is doing pretty well <laughs> on his own. He is third in the NBA in assists. The whole team as a whole, they're leading the NBA with assists. So it's like they're really working on the offense and it's showing. And I've been saying this well since we've been doing our podcast now for a while when the Suns had their draft pick. Like, you know, they need to get a point guard. They didn't. <laughs> But you can tell the difference that a point guard makes, how much more they're playing well and how much the team just looks good and cohesive on the floor. And then they also have a new coach, right, Monty Williams. So it's like there's so much more change that they finally, like, it's looking up and it's looking good. <laughs> so, yeah. it's a whole different it's Suns team. They definitely took the right steps in offseason. I feel like they, you know, it, it probably wasn't super quiet on their on their part for their intentions. But I think people forgot mm-hmm. about them because they've been struggling for so long. Nobody really took into consideration that they did make some really big changes. Like you said, uh, heading into the season, a new coach. They, they kind of filled out their their lineup, you know. And, and this is without DeAndre Ayton, who who really had to lead the team uh, besides Booker. And he's out for 25 games because he was suspended mm-hmm. for a diuretic. That was, <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, but, yeah, so he hasn't even come back into the lineup yet. And he's a dominating player two and then you have other players breaking out like uh Aaron Aaron Baines he had a career best four three-pointers versus the Grizzlies you know that set that set them over uh for that win you have Kelly Aubrey I believe it's pronounced junior he had 20 points versus the Clippers and he's averaging about 15 points 47 percent field goal so it's kind of like now you have all these younger players that have been on the team or have been around and they're really cohesive and they're working together and it's so ironic because they kind of remind me just a little bit of like a younger Clippers team because <laughs> they have that that gritty, young, sporadic feel to them, but mm-hmm. still, like, we can win. Like, we can pull this off. Like, don't don't leave us out of the conversation kind of feel. So they give me that feeling, and it's like, I actually look forward to seeing them play, <clears throat> excuse me, more in this season. Yes, because they have that, like, you like you, you compared them to the Clippers. They have, like, the same gritty kind of mentality. And you, you, I saw it last night against the Lakers. There was moments where the Lakers could have pulled away, but they were like, no, we're here to stay. And they kept on, you know, fighting and playing against them and going hard, if not even harder than the Lakers. Their offense was on fire. They had like nobodies, who you would think are nobodies, making big shots, making big plays and like shooting from the three. Their three pointer has been great as well. They're shooting really well. So it's like, I kind of agree with you. It's like a whole different team. I actually want to see them play. I've already liked Devin Booker before as a basketball player. Now I'm just more excited to see what else he can do on the field 
what Ricky Rubio can do and set it up. And then um, coaching-wise, too, Monty Williams, let's see what he's got. I mean, he was with the 76ers um, before he came with the Suns. I'm pretty sure he has playoff experience. He's knows how to set up plays and kind of run the same fast break kind of offense that we see with the 76ers, but just put all that on the Suns squad. And I can't, I can't wait. I'm excited. And then you have DeAndre Aiden coming back as well after he s- serves his time. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to be like just another offensive um, machine, uh, offensive tool, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. That's going to be so exciting. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. For sure. All right, guys. Well, that's all we have for right now we hope you uh return with us in the next few weeks definitely going to be a lot more changes going on in the nba we're just definitely in the beginning of the season so we thank you for listening to us make sure you follow us make sure you subscribe make sure you do all that good stuff to keep up what we're doing and what we're bringing you uh again i'm bronna marks and i'm with leslie torres and we'll catch you next time bye thank you